Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Angie Fresh for telling us she loves us. She wrote in, you inspire me more than you'll ever know. Had to get that out there. LOL. I look up to you all in so many ways. You are such bomb ASS boss. Never change who you are because we meet. We need more people to speak up like you do. Yeah. Thank you. Angie Fresh. For you. I think it was for you. I think it was for you. Angie Fresh, I think, felt your aura ness of. And gems and crystals and was like, you, I think if anybody does speaking up, it's you. I speak a lot. I don't know. Uh, I'm, your, <laughs> I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. <laughs> Sorry. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to do one of our favorite things and talk to you. So you guys get to call in today with your pressing parenting questions. You, you can, you'll, you'll call in. We'll say, hey, you'll ask your question. We'll say bye, and then we'll have to quickly hang up, answer the question so we can get to the next one. And we want to try and answer as many questions as we can during this podcast. So think of your pressing parenting questions. And we'll offer some perspective because, again, we're not professionals. So it's it's going to be a SHIT show. Today well, we have, yeah, and it's take it or leave it is the whole premise. Yes. Take it or leave it. That's the name of the show. Right. Today we have Emily from Vermont opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Hi, my name is Emily from Vermont, and I have two bio girls and two bonus boys. My bio girls are ages 9 and 11. And my bonus boys are 17 and 22. Let's open the show with a mom film moment. Because we all know that we all struggle as moms. And anybody that says it isn't so is a flat-out liebagger. On with the show. On with the show. Thank you. <laughs> Confident, too. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. On with the show. All right. I have- so... What? Nothing. I have a mom fail. Uh-oh, did we lose you? Can you hear me? Oh, now I can. That was weird. What happened? I don't know. Your audio is like gone. Are we, are we okay today? Who? I don't know. Okay. Listen, I'm fine, but if you guys make it weird, then it's going to be weird. I'm the kind of person where if nothing's wrong and you ask me what's wrong, I'm going to think of a bunch of reasons why I could be giving off weird vibes. And then I'm going to start listing all the things that are wrong. And then eventually something's going to be wrong because I'm going to realize all the wrong things in my life. And then I'm going to be depressed. I just 
thought the audio went out. <laughs> I don't know like, why you have to bring up sensitive topics. <laughs> I just thought the audio was out for like 0.5 seconds. That was it. I wasn't. Okay. That Listen, was it. I have something that's wrong. Let's not make me sound crazy. The, Before the, the podcast, Meredith was asking about my vibe. She said my aura was off. What do you aura, have that's wrong, Dave? Your your aura, your lighting this morning. You had that what the what do they call it? The the golden hour light. Yes. Yeah. Thank uh, you. It's highlighting my good side, which is the the post, Meredith. Oh. Meredith posted a, a TikTok of the kids. And it's the one where it's the... Uh, I like, like your cut, cut, G. And then you smack the back of their head. So I don't know it. When you, when you do it on, on TikTok, it's got the, the voice and the sound effect of smacking someone. So Sophia and Brian did one and, and Meredith posted it. And I think in like an hour, it had over 600 comments of people talking about how disgusting my daughter is um, for abusing her brother, you know, and... And uh, it took me a while to kind of settle down a little bit. But I was like, serious? Yeah. You Dave know, got like, really upset how last can, night. How can you let her hit him like that? You know, and then every every person that replied was a better parent because their kids never touched each other. Their kids never acted like that inappropriately towards each other. I'm like, get the hell out of here. You know, and... uh and then there was a, a a reference to another. So Sophia spends her day dancing around here all day. And it's, it's her dancing as much as she can to annoy us as much as she can. Everyone in the house, dogs and guinea pigs included. And she, she was dancing once with the dog, you know, and, and putting her hands all over the face and this and that. And, and they're like, Oh, and and then there's a video of her hitting and beating the dog. And the oh lady and another response is, Well, I hope someone has it and reports it to the authorities. You know what? I hope you have the video and I hope you report it to someone because this ridiculous. And I just it got me fired up. She's not even you could it's a you could tell yeah. it's a joke. So yeah. the thing so the thing about TikTok and I've said this from the beginning cuz I don't really understand the TikTok but it's very different from Facebook, right? And the audience is very different. And the thing that they do on TikToks are these ridiculous little stunty like setup things. And this TikTok in particular, music plays and you basically like set the person up so you can pop them on the back of the head. It says I like your cut G and then they they pop each other, right? And it's was she didn't hit him hard. She no. popped him on the back of the head. It was it was a joke. It was a TikTok. And it was just, you know, it's something that they're doing. I don't she doesn't have TikTok on a device. So she took my phone to do this, right? Like they were playing around. I knew it was happening. It was not a big deal. But of course, people in the comments were you know, being total Karens, they were, how dare you let your kids hit each other? And first of all, I didn't let them do anything. They do, you know, like they, they, it wasn't, they weren't harming each other. This was not a fist fight. This was not a brawl. This was them being playing around. I'm She's so also- surprised that people reacted that way, given the fact that teenagers are out here gyrating and crock tops. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is what they're up in arms about. 
Yeah, they got, they got, and then Dave read it. And I was like, why are you reading the comments? Stop reading the comments. This is the first thing you tell me to do is to stop reading the comments. He took it very personally, um, obviously, because they were discussing, they said Sophia was rude and nasty and this and that and the other thing. And, and if you actually know Sophia, you know that she is the, one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. She is very empathetic. She cares for others. She and I definitely have a, um, a true mother daughter relationship of we can yeah, butt she heads. She likes to challenge you. She likes to challenge me. We go toe to toe, but it's my job to, to raise her to be a strong, independent person. So I don't back down. And that's why we, we butt heads and we go at it. And I show that on the page. Because that is the relationship that we have. I do not hide things behind the screen and then show you another thing in front of it. And if you have a problem with that, that is your problem. You can put that in a suitcase and you can get the out. And I said it and I'll say it again, but we do not sugarcoat things. We share with our community what our lives are like. And I am not going to change that because it ticked you off or you don't like something I posted or you don't like my kid. You don't have to like my kid. I don't like a lot of people's kids. <laughs> you sure. You surely don't have to like mine. Um, but she's not rude and disgusting. This was two kids doing a TikTok mm-hmm. and messing around and just calm down. And she's never harmed our dog. I think that's ridiculous. I think she was sitting on the floor in this specific Instagram story that they're talking about. She was in the living room standing in front of the and dog. She was and... like putting her hands in front of the dog like this and being annoying, right? Like she was annoying the dog, but she wasn't hitting the dog or harming the dog. Ruth is not in any danger. You right. know, that brings up, I never understood why all the TikTok dances are all hands and fingers. Like they just flail around. Um, I think it's to be showy or whatever, right? Like they're dramatic, like they're dramatic dancing. And I don't do dancing TikToks. Like I don't do any of those. You should, dude. I should not. Oh my gosh. The, one of the very first times I like met Meredith, I didn't know you that well. We were at that, (laughs) some convention and Meredith took to the dance floor and I have never seen. Like an eagle in flight. It was the most majestic. Your <laughs> eyes glazed over, and it's like I, you weren't you anymore. You I love were, to dance. It was unbelievable. I'm not kidding. I it popped up on my memories the other day. There was actual video of it, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is a sight to be it's seen." It's a sight, all right. It is quite the sight. She's always like, "Why won't you dance with me?" I'm like, "Look, we at don't. You. The insurance won't cover it." <laughs> <laughs> I get very involved in my dancing. Um, It takes over me. None of it's really any good, but like I enjoy it so much that I think others can enjoy it. But, um, but anyway, the point is I, (gasps) you're going to be so mad at me. What? I haven't been recording this whole time. Wow. What do we do about that, Dave? It's okay. Neither was I. Clap us in. Oh my gosh. Well, we can't do it over. What do we do? Yeah, just keep going. But we have to read the whole intro again. Start recording from here.
But what about the intro and everything? Uh, it's okay. I don't know what that means. We can do, do it another time. Yeah, just start recording, Tiffany. I did. did. Okay. <sighs> so on today's show, we're going to be taking your calls. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld. No, Elaine from Seinfeld would be like you're watching... Um, Dancing with the Stars versus Meredith Dancing. <gasps> Dave. No, listen. Meredith Dancing. It's a, I, Elaine for sure. But it is. Um, I remember I was just looking and I'm like, how is she still going? I was sitting down because I was winded from like two butt pumps. And then you were just the the crowd had gathered around you. <laughs> It doesn't make sense, though, just picking up here because none of it was recording. Before. Why is your husband in the feed saying, oh, my God, is that the lady from Jerk and the Jenkins? Why is your Drew. husband in the feed right now asking do, that from Jerking the nothing? Jenkins? Else you can be doing. He's already done mowing the lawn. Oh, my gosh. I want to change my name like you changed yours. Uh, go ahead. I'm scared. Watch the exodus. Is that what? People left when I changed it. There was an exodus of people. Really? Because they were like, oh, that's who I'm following? Delete. No. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Oh, my gosh. It's cathartic. I don't know what that means. It means it's like, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Well, on today's episode, we are going to be taking calls. So if you have a parenting question, you can call in, ask your question, and we will each give you our take on it. And then once again, you can take it or leave it. But the phone number to call is 315-834-2696. So if you want to call in, we'll take your question. We'll We're say hello on you right after to keep things flowing. Yeah, because we are on a bit of a time crunch. Um, and by we, she means her. I have no life. Okay, but <sighs> I have scheduled things for today. Okay, my schedule is full. Love that busy bee, <laughs> busy bee. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really mad though because I thought for sure that was first part of this podcast was great <laughs> well we we recorded it well how's phil gonna edit it well he's gonna download the video and record it okay that makes me feel yeah. better it'll be fine all right so we have our first caller hello welcome maybe try again hello caller hello Ooh, hi. Hi. Who's this? Uh, She hung up. Wrong number. She was trying to order pizza. That was a whoopsie daisy. I always get mad at Dave for telling me to record. I'm like offended, like as if I don't know by now. And then the one day he didn't say it, I didn't do it. Well, if he would do his job. Well, it's because we were recording that intro thing earlier hi welcome to the show hi i i I can't believe that i made it through 
How are you, Bailey? Hi. Who are we speaking with? My name is Cassie Wilds, and I have two little kiddos. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. All right. Well, that's that's little. Uh, what is your question for us? How do you guys deal with your kids fighting? Because I have a three and a half year old and one year, one and a half year old, and they are constantly at each other's throat, and I just don't know what to do to stop it. Uh, that's an amazing question. Thank you so much for listening and for calling. Yes, thank you for the support, and we will try to tackle an answer for you right now. So thanks for calling in. Thank you so much, ladies. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye. Okay. Meredith, you're the expert. You have kids who just beat each other up on camera all the time. Mm, we do. <laughs> I've actually did have a fist fight one time. I was on a live with um, Dina from One Funny Mother, and my we were in the car, and my kids broke out into a fist fight live on Facebook. Oh my so my kids do fight. All kids fight. Um, and I remember the toddler years of the that's mine, no, you can't have it stuff. Cause they don't really fight about that now cause they're older right, and they all have right. their own stuff. Um, but I would say during the toddler years, uh, I would try trying to find activities where you can give them something to appease them separately so that they're not necessarily, it's probably not great advice, but so they're not necessarily sharing one thing because no toddler understands the concept of sharing. So giving them things separately to try and do and somehow trying to find the way to give them each a bit of attention to where they're not sharing you either as best you possibly can when, when you possibly can, because let's be honest, three and a half and one and a half is, is tough. I say get a spray bottle and anytime they start hitting each other, just spray them like cats. Okay, you went a whole different way than what I was thinking. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Don't do that, guys. Um, my kids were 16 months apart, and um, I, don't, I don't think anything I tried helped. I think they just grew out of it. But I, uh, I tried to explain to them, you know, we don't hit. It, does, it hurts. Do you want me to hit you the way you hit her so you can see how it feels? No. Okay, well, then don't do it. But really, it was just, I think, something they grew out of. I think it's just par for the course. And they do fight a lot about nonsense, right? Like, I think one time they came in and said, I said, why are you fighting? Well, he sat next to me. Like, that was what started the fight. Just the presence of the person in that moment Mm -hmm. is what can set them off. And, you know, kids kids do fight. Siblings fight. They do. And I, I, I love when people post those perfect patties posts on Facebook, like, oh my gosh, my kids, my kids would never fight. My kids would never lay hands on anyone. And it's like, you're a liar because every kid fights and every kid has laid hands at some point. They all, they all siblings fight. Yeah. It's just, that's why they have the term sibling rivalry. It's a legitimate real thing. Um, and it's annoying. Depending on the age too, you can talk them through it but I think at one and a half and three and a half they're not going to understand reason or logic do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like one of those things where 
I used to also buy two, two of things. So like, because Brian and Sophia are 18 months apart. And so I would buy two dinosaurs or two. Yeah. And it was like, you can't fight when you now also probably not a great response because it's enabling like a behavior, but like, I didn't want to hear them fighting over a pirate ship or a, or a, a thing. So I'd be like here, you know, here's two rocks because they actually yeah. don't even want the toys. They want rocks or cardboard. So it's like here is this. They just want what the other person has. Yeah. And so if they both have the same thing, it's like, I think that's a good method. Yeah. And okay, kids fight. Cool. Nailed it. We nailed it. Kids fight. Don't expect your kids to not fight. I think we all get sucked into that. Like, why do my kids fight so much? It's like, no, every kids, every set of siblings fights. You know, all right. So we have another caller. Hey, welcome to the show. Oh my god! Hi, <laughs> hi, hi. It, 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 I got through. I'm Shauna. I have a four and a three year old, and they both go to preschool. And um, and how do you get over the feeling like you're not doing enough? Like mm. I'm the room mom for both of their classes, and you know, doing all the all the stuff and then my kids go to extracurricular activities and I just feel like I'm not doing enough or being a good enough mom. And then I'm comparing myself to like the PTO president and Meredith, you covered this a little bit in your book about the, you know, the napkin mom. And, Mm -hmm. and I just like, she posts all this stuff on Facebook, like the elf brought special pajamas and I'm just like, Oh God, I got to get my kids special pajamas. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Shauna, right? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for your call, Shauna. We will tackle this immediately. Okay. I will tune in. Have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Hi. Uh, she's room mom. Like, she's already got most of us beat. Right. You know so, what I mean? I look at the room mom and I'm like, I'm not doing enough. Well, and that just comes down to the mommy martyrdom and the idea of having to be everything all of the time, the end all be all, which I do believe is an idea that you prescribe to because that's what society wants. That's the role society wants you to fill, but you don't have to, right? Because like being the napkin mom is important, especially with a class of three and four year olds. They, they surely need the napkins. And if you've provided the napkins, you've done your part. But no, you you don't need matching elf pajamas. No, you don't need those things. If you want to do them, go right ahead. But if you impose that on yourself, the the person you can thank for that is you. You're imposing it. Um, So you have to find a way to kind of have some disconnect. You are, like Tiffany said, you're doing the room mom thing. I've never been the room mom. Yep. I'll never be the room mom. No. I, I've either. already said it in this episode. I'm not that much of a fan of other people's children. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to be the room mom. I don't want to do those things. Um, and I did have those feelings of guilt and frustration before. And I finally realized like we're all good at different things. Yeah. And I think something that's good is recognizing all the things that you do do. You do do. Yeah. Um, because what happens is you're always striving to do more because you don't feel like it's enough, but you're not taking into account all the stuff that you are already doing. 
even the little stuff, even answering all the mommy, 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 mommies, that's a lot that's taxing on a person. And, um, sometimes I think, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do all these things. And if social media is making you feel like you're not doing enough, unfollow those people who are making you feel like that. There's nothing wrong with unfollowing people. I mute my friends when I start to feel envious of them, or I start to get those feelings of this person's doing so much better than me. I'll physically like mute them on social media. So I don't have to look at their stuff. I have to protect my mind. And, um, sometimes it involves that, but I think that doing what you can, when you can is all you can do really. Yeah, you have to remember that the social construct of the perfect mom was a bunch of ideas put together, mostly by men, I think. And then it was basically handed to us like, this is how we think, quote unquote, we think you should be. And that's not how how it works. And you don't have to do that. And you don't have to try to be all of those things all of the time because nobody can do that. You know, I, I feel like moms who are perfect and do all the things, I feel like either they're like sociopaths, mm. like who aren't emotionally affected by things, um, or they were just born. I feel like there's different types of personalities. There's organized people who enjoy, you know, having things in their pantries labeled and having their kids in matching outfits and having a schedule and things like that. And then there's people who don't live using that side of their brain. And Mm -hmm. I think when the more chill people try to activate that side of their brain and they can't do it, they feel like they're failing, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a moral failure. It's just not how you're built. And it's cool to strive for that. Absolutely. 100%. Um, but it's not me and it won't ever be me. And I've realized that. And once you realize that, I think it makes it easier. But but don't, don't confuse being organized with doing more stuff. Like some people might seem like they're doing so much more because they've organized a couple of things. Those are two different, two different things for them. So you might be envious of someone because you, you, it appears like they're doing so much more you're only seeing the one thing they're doing in front of you. You are also right. not seeing what's happening behind the closed doors of their yeah. home. So the mom who shows up with the matching elf pajamas and the homemade item in her hand and the goodie bags for all 37 kids, we didn't watch her for the previous eight or 12 hours of her getting ready for that. And we didn't see maybe an emotional meltdown as she was trying to glue the snowman's eyes on and, you know, shit hit the fan. Um, so you have to remember to take things at face value because you don't know what happened prior, prior to that moment. Uh, so let's remember that and extend grace, you know, to those, to to ourselves and to the others who we are, we're putting them in a, in a situation, We're placing them, we're placing the PTO moms and these other people who are doing all of these things or who seem organized or we're placing them in a, in a situation and putting our perspective on it. We have no clue what was happening or what's going on. Um, now if they start coming and throwing shade your way and they have all sorts of nasty things to say, okay, fine. Bye. Like cut it off and be done. But we're imposing things on other people. And then making ourselves feel bad, and it's a vicious cycle. Yes, agreed. 
And I'd also like to clarify that I'm not calling all PTO moms sociopaths. <laughs> I'm saying that anybody <laughs> who uh, can get everything done perfectly without being affected. And that person doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. He's a sociopath. That, well, sociopaths exist, yes. But, but yeah, to your point, you cannot have it all, be it all, and enjoy it all. There is no such thing as perfection or balance in my, my opinion. Well, I think that there is. I think there are some moms who have it all together, and I uh, applaud them, and those are the ones who I look to for inspiration. Like, I, I strive for that. I don't, I yeah, don't believe but, in but that. But again, they only have the parts that you see put together. Right. Yeah, of course. But that's what I'm saying is put it in perspective. So you can be organized and also be an emotional wreck. Mm -hmm. You can be emotionally stable and live in chaos. You can have those things or not care, not care that there's laundry all over the floor and dishes that need to be done. Or you could be the mom who, you know, muddles through. I mean, there's, it's, it's, it's a human nature thing. The biggest thing is just being kind to yourself because nobody else is going to friggin' do it for you. Yeah. And finding and enjoying those moments in the moment, which is something I struggle with. I, str I severely struggle with enjoying the moments. All right. So here we have a new caller. Welcome to the show. Um, hi. 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 Um, I was calling because I was wondering how you moms are dealing with um, as things are reopening, uh, the pandemic question, as things are reopening, my kid is a nine-year-old only child. Um, he is in physical school, but um, we're noticing, we're trying to kind of ease back into extracurriculars, scouts, um, taekwondo, these kind of things. And I'm noticing that other adults that aren't like the teachers in school are handling um, like separations and masks and all these different things in a very um, inconsistent way. How, how are you, are you all encountering this? How are you dealing with this? You know, um, I'm trying to protect my child, protect my family, but you know, these activities are really important, you know, to his life. And so I'd like to be able to continue these things throughout the pandemic and after. And I hate to go around burning bridges, mm. you know. So are you all encountering this as well? Yeah. What, what is your so name? How are you handling it? What's your name? My name is Kristen. Thank you for your – this is very poignant, uh, Kristen. Uh, we will we will tackle that, and I'm sure we'll have a differing opinion on it, but thank you for calling in. Uh, so f first of all, um, I'd like Who's to make – have a differing opinion? Well, we might. We might. So here's the thing, though. We're going to have differing opinions from probably the rest of the country as well because we're in Florida, and I feel like there are no rules in Florida. <laughs> I feel like there are no, there are like no mask mandates and no rules in Florida. And I feel like Florida was only shut down for a tiny amount of time. And if you get, went out around here, you would not assume we were in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Okay. Cause Florida be Florida. All right. And Florida man is a thing because it's Florida. Um, but personally we have struggled. Um, I re my kids went back to school in October. 
Um, I now have one back home with me. My high school student has come back um, to full-time distance learning. um, The high school that my son is at is a very high case count uh, because of extracurriculars, because the high school kids probably don't wear masks when they're not in school because they swap spit and do all sorts of gross things. So the case count is high. And so we have pulled him. My middle and high school child are still in school, but they are not doing extracurricular activities. Um, We have a small pot of people that we uh, spend time with, but we um, are diligent about hand washing, sanitizing, and wearing our masks. We don't dine out in restaurants, and we are doing things very, um, we are being much more strict much more strict than I see most other people in our area being. And, and I think it's important to to say that we're trying to focus on controlling the things that we do. You know, you're going to see people that, that don't want to do this or that, and that's fine. They can make the choice that they feel is appropriate for their home. We will respond for our home how we feel is effective or necessary. And if that means staying away from someone or a situation or something, that's what we're going to choose to do. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's, she made a comment of not burning any bridges. You got to worry about your family and take care of your family and that's it. That's it. Tiffany. Yeah. Dave pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I think it's, if it, if it's a question of, um, you know, other people not meeting our idea of what we want or expect, you know, as far as safety, then we almost, you know, you can't count on other people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but that's true. In general, you can't count on other people. And, and so all you can do is, um, try to protect your family and do what you feel is right. So if you're going to an extracurricular activity and they're, safety precautions aren't meeting your standards, then I think your only choice is to take a step back. Yeah. And we'll ask, like we had somebody, we had to have some, uh, where we, we had to have, we have a broken cabinet that we need to get fixed. Right. And we can't fix it. So we had to have somebody come over and look at it and he wasn't wearing a mask. So he said, could you please go get your mask to come into the house? And he didn't have a problem with that. He put his mask on and he walked in. Um, we had, when we were doing some work on the house, we had, we had one that said he'd prefer not to. And I said, okay. And I asked him, I told him he didn't need to come in, that we were going to look elsewhere. And that was it. And so you just have so to make a decision it. and have a conversation because it makes me comfortable for you to be in a mask in our space, right? Like I can't control the grocery store but I can control my house. So if you want to come in, you're going to wear a mask. I don't know you. I don't, I don't know how many other homes you were in today. That's just how I feel about it. And I know people get really carried away and they say, you know, um, the mortality rate is so low and it's like, okay, I understand that. I truly do. I have a logical brain. I understand how science works and all of these things. I also understand that there were 200,000 cases yesterday of the people who got tested like 200,000 positive cases of the people who got tested. There are plenty of people who, who have COVID and didn't even get tested. So that number is actually more than 200,000 
yesterday. And I don't, I don't want to get sick and not be able to work and not be able to communicate with my community and, you know, spread this. I don't want to have to take care of three sick kids in a house. I don't want to potentially infect other people in my neighborhood who have an immune compromised situation or a kid who is immunocompromised. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. So I'm just going to do the things that I can to not do that. Um, and yes, it has definitely taken a toll on the kids. My, Kids want to be in sports and the only one who is in sports is the oldest because tennis, you don't have to interact with the other person. You're on, you're so far away from the other person. He wears his mask to go to the court. He takes it off. He plays his game. He puts his mask back on, washes his hands and he leaves. You know, and I, 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 you always hear the don't live in fear. I have news for you during flu season. We were both in education. We lived like this for years. Because you have months where just the flu runs rampant. And, oh, my and gosh. You can't afford to miss work, and you can't afford to do all of those things. Do so. you remember the year that I, br- I literally took apart the air ducts in our house? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Because we were both teachers, we were bringing home various cold and flu viruses. We were sick for almost six months. It went from person to person to, I was, I finally took apart the inside part of our air conditioning vent, changed all the filters, disinfecting, bleaching. I mean, it was, it was miserable. We were sick forever. It felt like it was awful. And then the, and on top of it, like stomach flu, like you name it, it was the worst year. Um, and that's why I am a proponent of flu shots and, and, and vaccine. I will definitely, my family will be vaccinated from this when we are eligible for it. And I'll, th- and okay. I don't, I don't care who, if you know, who, cause people ask all the time, I am not going to shy away from it. I am absolutely vaccinating. You can have your opinion on that. That's my opinion on it. Sweet. Next caller. That feels good. Next caller. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the, someone just commented, it's about respect. Just mutual just respect. Have some respect for whatever decision someone wants to make. If, if it doesn't, mesh with your decision, then your decision's been made. Move on. And that's it. Be done. Yeah. But that's what's been lost in this. All right. So welcome to the Are show. We, do you do you want to talk about something? No. I was just gonna say that's what's been lost in this entire COVID thing is mutual respect. It became political and it shouldn't have because it isn't politics. It's science. It's a virus. So it's mutual respect. Next caller. Here we go. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is Crystal from Alaska. Ooh, it's cold hey, there. Oh, yes. It's thir- minus 30 last week, and then we go to 30 above, 60 degree temperature difference within a couple of days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, welcome to the show. What's your question? Okay, so I have an 18-year-old, a 8-year-old, and a 5-year-old, and my 18-year-old graduated in May, moved away to a town a couple hundred miles away, and, um, you know, we really butted heads a lot when she was home, and um, she has really put herself in a situation that, you know, she doesn't have a job, she's looking, she, she just can't get it, but part of it is she's been really lazy about it. She's, you know, bouncing couch hopping at this point and she's talking about wanting to come home and I mean I know neither of you have a child that's you know grown and out of the house yet but knowing that you do have these children 
um, in your home, just your perspective on what kind of expectations would you, or maybe not expectations because that sets you up for failure, but what what kind of suggestions might you have so that we can lay some really solid family ground rules? Because she also riles her sisters. They don't get along. So what would you suggest for family ground rules with mm-hmm. her coming back into the home? Mm-hmm. I like that. I would think... I would thank yes. you very much for that. It's a great question. You guys are wonderful. I love you both. And Tiffany, if there's ever a time where you feel like um, giving a piece of yourself to our community with like a live Zoom meeting, we have so much addiction here with villages and things like that. Yeah, Alaska. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. And I, I know you're a busy woman, but I love you. And it's uh, I've been through addiction as well. And I would love for you to be able to surprise our community, even with a Zoom call. That's great. Um, if if you think that I can somehow make a difference and, and you have a game plan, shoot me an email and we'll see if we can figure something out. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Have a oh. great day. Love yeah, you too. Alaska you. has one of the highest teen pregnancy rates as well as suicide rates due to addiction and... Um, and drugs. So that's and seasonal depression too. Yeah. I'm sure with yep. the a seasonal affective disorder. Yep. Um, I um, <clears throat> feel like I was just 18, honestly. Mm. Like I feel like it was just yesterday. I know it wasn't, but I was that teen who was like couch hopping and going from place to place and making the wrong choices. And my mom put her foot down and was like, you're not going to take advantage of me anymore. And at the time I felt like abandoned, you know what I'm saying? But now that I'm a mom and stuff, I get it. In my opinion, I think that if she is wanting to come home and you are not wanting to um, uproot the family and the peace and whatever it is that you've acquired, I think that maybe making a stipulation where some kind of family counseling is required in order for her to stay there. I think that the biggest thing is education. And if you two are having trouble communicating with each other, that a mediator is an amazing idea. Um, an outside source, an unbiased outside source, because if it's not fair to have somebody come into your home and then you feel as if you can't speak with them, UPS is here. Um, But I would suggest mediation and counseling and therapy of some kind. I think that's really beneficial. Yeah. And on top of that, I know you said, I don't want to set too many expectations because that will let us down for failure, but there's a difference between a perceived expectation and a, and a rule for your home. So if she's going to move back in, which it sounds like she should, because she needs to get her ducks in a row and she seems to be, you know, if she's couch surfing, it's probably time for her to get home and set her, get her priorities set straight, but it's also not a place for her to flounder and relax and vacation. So whatever it is that she needs to be doing and and whatever those rules are, if she is uh, in charge of helping with the dishes, if she is in charge of, um, you know, uh, actively work, actively seeking employment, if that's something that she can be doing at this moment in time, if she's not going to go to school, if she's done with her schooling, which is fine. But then, yeah, the next thing is get a job. Like you're now, you now have to be a productive member of society. Um, and if you're not going to charge her rent, she should be paying in other ways, whether it's doing dishes, helping with the other kids and not fighting with them. But having set ground rules should, you know, should, should be required for her entrance back into the home because technically, and this is going to sound cold, 
technically she's 18. You don't have to let her back in the house, right? Like you're her mom. I understand why you want to. It's our, we always will give to our children, but you, you can't enable lazy behavior. If she comes home, she has to follow the rules because otherwise you'll blink and she'll be 30 and she's not left your couch. Right. And our job is to launch them. And sometimes they need, they have failure to launch and they need another go at it. And I'm, I'm supportive of that, but rules, ground rules are required for sure. I'm um, looking at this website and it says negotiate boundaries and expectations, give them freedom, have them contribute, set up a timetable, don't micromanage and watch out for depression. Yeah. I I think one of the important things is going to be to when they come back and and this is, I don't have the experience. I'm speaking from the other side of someone because I went back home for a little bit that as the parent, remember that they are now an adult. Mm-hmm. They're not still six years old. Yes, they've, they've come back, but it's, it's also important to recognize that they are different than when they were living there until, you know, while they were in elementary, middle, and high school, because you can't treat them the same. You, right. Because that itself will cause issues uh, and, and cause problems for yourself as a parent and, and for them. But make sure the pendulum isn't swinging the complete other way where they're just a roommate who you have no say so in what they do. Right. You know what I mean? Who are right. Well, landlords like, have rules. Like you can right. own you can rent an apartment, but you That's can't how you have to treat it. Right. But you can't just you can't just you can't um, you know, hoard cats. You know, like there are rules against certain things. Like you, you can't come back in here and think that there aren't going to be rules. Every adult has to follow rules. Whether you live with your parents or not. My mom let me move back in and had me pay rent, but she kept all of the money and said that as long as I followed all of the rules, when it came time for me to move out, she would give it back to me to put towards a place. Mm, That's a wonderful Um, idea. Yeah. I mean, I, but I couldn't follow the rules. And so I F that up, but my friend who had moved back in with me at the same time managed to follow the rules and my mom gave her her money back to put towards a new place. But it's like, these are the rules. This is what's expected. You know, you have maybe like one, three strikes and you're out or whatever, but, um, collect rent so that they are working. They have to work and then give it back to them. Yeah. I like that idea. If that was very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She was a smart woman. I, I effed it up. She loved you. With all her heart and never mm-hmm. thought, you know what I'm saying? Like that love is unconditional. Yeah. I that, see it now. Yeah. That love is unconditional and we all screw up and make mistakes. We're human beings. We who do stupid shit. But, um, yeah. I, I feel for this mom because she's also, de- she also had, what did, was it an eight and a five? five? Mm-hmm. That's a whole friggin' spectrum, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Next caller. Is this the last one? Cause you have, yeah, we can do one. We can do one more. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. I've already been on your show once before, but I had to call again cause I absolutely love you guys. Um, Aww. this is em- Emily, the sixth, Kids and under, um, six oh. under six. <laughs> Holy smokes. All right, Emily, what you got? So we are moving to Colorado in less than a week. Um, we are driving there 
And my question is, I've never done a road trip with my kids ever. We go nowhere because I have six kids under six. And any tips, any advice on how to survive this trip? Because I'm scared out of my mind. How long is the car trip? It's going to take three days. Oh, God. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. I know. Uh, I know. Well, thank you for your call. Um, okay. We send thoughts and prayers. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. I have nothing. Okay. So we have in fact done a full on road trip, 20 some odd days with our kids. Six under six, Meredith. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say. Pack adequate snacks that they want. It doesn't matter if there's zero nutritional value. Pack snacks that they want so that you can throw them at them from the front. Electronics. Electronics extra chargers, whatever it is that you need to plug that child in with headphones so that you don't have to hear what they're listening to and they don't have to hear you. Um, Anesthesia. So uh, Play-Doh. Anything that they would like to play with, it doesn't matter if it's going to ruin the interior of your car. You just got to take one for the team. You have to take one for the team. This is three days that could feel like three years if you don't give them adequate thing. Here's where I'm going to draw the line, though. No slime. That stuff is so gross, and it starts to smell. No slime. I wouldn't offer Listen, up slime. YouTube has fun. So we have an aux cord, and I when we go on road trips, and I plug it in, and there's like YouTube has fun trivia or guess the animal that's making a sound. And so the video will be like, and then the kids are all like rooster, donkey, da da da, and it's like fun guessing games. Um, that's a great way to pass the time. Each also. kid should pack their own backpack with their own stuff that will also entertain them, so that it's kind of at their feet. Well, they're gonna have like everything, aren't they're, they? Mostly, like okay, but so I mean, have it in a bag each, ready. I did the packing for our road trip, and here was the thought: they each had a go bag. So that when we stopped to stay the night, they didn't have to, I didn't have to unpack the car. So they had pajamas and then they also had their little fanny pack with stuff to entertain, but diapers, diapers, Put them all in diapers. Them. the big thing was give them each their own space. So for Matthias, yeah, but she's I got six it. kids. What yeah, kind of car does tough. she have? I don't know. Maybe a school bus. Yeah. Should have so asked. For yeah. Matthias, I had it propped up so his phone could sit there and he could watch the office on repeat. Brian was right in the middle of all the snacks. He was the snack rat. And then Sophia, we had, I built up like a fortress, just walls of stuff around her so that she could be isolated as she wanted to. This way, they all had their own space. No one had to go through anyone to get anything because that's where all the fighting starts. Hey, hand me a snack. And then, you know, they throw it or whatever. Or they crush up the chips and then give them Everyone could get their they own They did stuff. do that. Sophia would take the Lay's potato chips, smash the bag, and then, and then hand them. And it's like, you are so mean. <laughs> you just got done telling the internet that she wasn't mean. Oh, no, no. She's mean, but she's also very sweet and empathetic. You can be both. <laughs> yeah. Um, muzzles? No, no. Seriously, though. you, you ha- it, it. Here's the thing. Just... Honestly, let them do whatever it is that they need to do to entertain themselves for that amount of time because that is a lot of kids, a long road trip. You're already stressed. You're moving. You're thinking earplugs about a million for you. earplugs. Yeah. 
Yeah. For you. Mm-hmm. Actual earplugs. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you know they sell these earplugs now? They're called like Loop or something. This isn't sponsored, obviously, but mm-hmm. like it's supposed to dim the sound of your baby. Like you still hear your baby, but, but not at volume it makes a million. It quieter. Mm-hmm. So that if you're like easily triggered or you're experiencing any kind of postpartum depression or anything, it makes it not as intense. You yeah. Grab some of those. Yeah. Melatonin, maybe for the kids. I wasn't going to recommend anything medicine that's over the counter melatonin is a a slippery slope okay all right all right all right no and and i know they're moving so it's different than our trip but what plan you know we we talked i had the kids help me plan the trip like when are we going to stop where where are we going to stay what do you want to try to eat that type of stuff and we would try to plan it so they had some say in some of the stuff we were doing can I just clarify really quick that I'm not against giving kids melatonin. I don't want to say that's a slippery slope. I'm saying I would hate for us to be responsible for recommending something that alters the state of mind of another person. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's yeah. Scarcity. Well, and obviously, you know, I, I would, I've always asked a pediatrician before giving my kid anything, even if it was over the counter. Um, yeah. cause I, I did try melatonin gu- gummies with my kids. It made no difference. My, yeah. They didn't get sleepy. I've taken, yeah. I've been taking melatonin for a long time. I don't believe it helps me, me sleep either. So, um, but my doctor recommended it. And so I was like, I'll take it. It's, you know, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. But look, like I said, I created each space for the kids. I probably spent 30 or $40 for each of their spaces. And we were going to be in the car for 23 days, yeah. 24 days, something like that. So it was worth it. You know, they each had their own headphones, their own charger, all of the stuff that they could just be. Yeah, it is. And like I said, just let them have sn- just any, like whatever you want. Cheese doodles. Well, I fine. think the thing is, if there's six kids under six, you've got babies, mm. you've got toddlers. And like the oldest is six. So it's not going to be the same. Oh, yeah. That's no, like them but just that's why I'm saying themselves. like if it's if Play-Doh will keep them quiet, if Legos yeah. will keep whatever little thing that they want to do to have in that bag is going to keep them quiet, you know, coloring, if it's whatever, like just and then have those devices. Obviously, um, and I don't know the actual car situation with like who's driving or if somebody's gonna be able to be back with the baby or whatever, right. but like you have to be able to maneuver like what are they driving? A semi? Like that's a lot of kids. Like, how are you, how are you like, like, I'm just trying to picture like how you're interweaving through the seats. Like, no, I know I'm thinking the same. They've got to have something in place with that many kids. I'm maybe like a van, like a big, long, one of those big vans. There's a family in our neighborhood that has one of those, like, like big, like both doors slide out and there's like, it's like a 12 seater. Which, when you have that many kids, you need that type of a van. Because that means there's eight of you if you're with their spouse. And if you, like, bring a friend. Oh, God. And then they all have friends. Get out of here. She said it's a 12-seater Ford Transit van. Yes. Is this the mom that we gave? Yes. So, so. like, that's just man alive if that's not... I'm sending good vibes here, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to survive it. Like, you're going to get there. Yeah, it's going to happen regardless. And then it'll just be a chapter. Like, just just lay on your back and 
think of the queen. I don't what? know. I don't what? have. What are we doing? I feel like that was. I don't understand. Although, actually, if they're moving, is it just one car or two? Is it a two vehicle household and then a moving truck? Oh, we're just we're going way too far down that rabbit hole. But uh, we wish you we wish you nothing but luck. Mm -hmm. Um, and on that note, we wish. Is this our Thanksgiving episode? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, never mind. Thanksgiving episode went out this morning. (laughs) Oh crap! Oh yeah, because it's Monday. I forget. I forgot what day it was. I forgot what day it was. Edit that out because of. Well, I forgot. I know, but I'm saying we're into December now. Oh, it's December! Yeah, we're super on top of things. We are. Look at us ahead of schedule. But in the episode, we'd have been behind when I made that face. Okay. Anyway, everybody. We love you so much. Thank you for your questions. Thanks for calling in. Um. Is that it with questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm huh? I'm hungry. All right, well, join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no, who have idea, no idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Love you, bye. See you next week. All right, stop recording. <laughs>